I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by Gitgo Cafe and Market, where Tom, I don't know about you, I'm a big Gitgo fan. I get my buffalo chicken wraps, I get my slushies, I get all the great things. I'm telling you, anybody who's missing out on Gitgo, you better get, you know, fix that in your life right now. But Tom, this is our first Morning Java together. It's good to see you, my man. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is really the first time we've met, so uh, <laughs> outstanding. I don't know when I'm ever gonna see you with this global pandemic, Maybe in 2022 or something like that. <laughs> That's the reality, Tom. Like, we may be in a situation where you and I may not physically meet for two more years, but we're going to be working together. So, But I'm glad to finally do a job with you. I want to pick your brain on a trade that happened just yesterday. And it's the Cleveland Browns gave up a fifth-round draft pick to get safety Ronnie Harrison from the Jaguars. Now, we all see the Jaguars are on full fire sale mode. They gave away Clayus Campbell. They cut – Leonard Fournette and Yannick Gakwe got sent away to the Vikings. I mean, they're just – everything's just going, going, going throughout the, leading up to the season. But Ron, Ronnie Harrison is an interesting prospect because I, I watched him in Alabama. He was a decent box safety for them in college. But he's coming in to replace Grant Delpit, presumably, because Delpit was the guy that's, you know, towards ACL or whatever and is out for the season. Do you see this being a huge boost to the Browns, or is this just them trying to save face right now because they're lacking in the middle of the field? Well, they've been, they have been, I mean, beyond their, their, their yearly struggles of, you know, once again, like it seems like every couple of years, they are starting over again with a new uh, general manager, in this case, bringing Andrew Berry back and a new coach uh, with Stefanski. Uh, obviously, they are really hamstrung because of, bringing in so many new players, a new system, and they have no preseason games. The Steelers, of course, are a little bit more well-equipped being a veteran team. But beyond that, they have, been, they have had a, a series of injuries, uh, particularly on defense, uh, that have forced them to kind of really kind of change on the fly. And I think this is a move for that. They had to get a safety in there. They had to get a guy, and I think he's played or started like 22 games for them. Uh, so they're, they're just right now just looking to – buy some time uh, and, and hope it works out. He's a young guy, of course. Um, and that's a team that, you know, I don't think anyone, well, maybe some people are, are thinking they can contend for a playoff spot this year. I'm looking more in that if they go eight and eight this year, that's a nice season for them. A nice season for Kevin Stefanski in his first year. I agree. That's a bounce back type of year. Uh, you know, he's coming in. He needs to assert himself. It, it, getting to eight and eight would be really nice for for the Browns. I mean, they've been. I mean, everyone knows they're the Browns. They, you know, they, they've been they've been the butt of so many jokes for decades. But adding Ronnie Harrison, it, it's their attempt to obviously boost the middle of the defense. Mac Wilson is 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 hurt. They let go Joe Sherbert, you know, last year. Then you know you see what happened to Grant Delpit. If Ronnie Harrison comes in. How how much of a how much of an impact do you think that 
teams like the Steelers who now have two tight ends that, that they can say they've used at the first as number one tight ends in Vance McDonald and Eric Ebron. And then you also have the Ravens. They like to throw to Mark Andrews. How susceptible do you see the Browns defense being to giving up that part of the middle of the field now that we're their best, arguably their best linebacker last year is gone. Their second best linebacker that was the young up and comer gone. And now they're plugging in a new guy just a week before football. Chris, they haven't been able to cover the middle of the field in 10 years. <laughs> I mean, they've always had trouble with tight ends. And I, although I, I'm, I'm saying that Joe Schobert was a good cover guy, wasn't always on tight ends, but he was one of those guys that, that uh, wasn't maybe the greatest run stopper in the league, wasn't bad, was a pro bowler, but he is kind of more along the lines of the new linebacker, a guy who's better in pass coverage. And that was a, kind of a curious move for me, <clears throat> especially when a guy like even we talk, we're talking about Mac Wilson, we're talking about a second year player who's still a very raw player. Learning was really thrown into the fire last year after the injury to Christian Kirksey and really, you know, kind of took his lumps, had some couple of better games toward the end of the season. But so it wasn't, it's not exactly like they were losing, uh, uh, you know, TJ Watt or something like that. So that, that side of the ball is there's, is there's a lot of question marks. They've, they've got some decent young corners, but they, they've been injury prone. Uh, and, you know, we, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how well that defense beyond Miles Garrett uh, and a couple of other players can perform. Uh, because right now it looks like uh, Baker Mayfield better be better in his third year or it could be another long season if they can't find a way to, you know, hold teams to 25 points to give that offense, which does have some weapons, uh, a chance to score. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so let's move on to talking about a former Brown who made headlines yesterday. He's actually made headlines twice this week now. It's Josh Gordon, who the wide receiver that was a superstar for them one year, but he struggled with marijuana and he struggled with, you know, with, uh, with the with league violations of using marijuana, being caught with it. Um, he's bounced around the league. He sold his Super Bowl ring from the Patriots um, that, that he had earlier this week. But now he's applying for reinstatement and it seems like he signed with the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Uh, they're adding to their repertoire. Tom, what's your, what's your outlook on Josh Gordon's progression through his career, all the things he went through, and maybe where he is now? Well, I hope the best for Josh because I, I really enjoyed dealing with him. Some of his issues were just, were just beyond – was beyond a little bit more than marijuana, but, but that's certainly what started it. You know, when I watched him play last year, 
I, I, and this may just be he's been away from football for so long. Uh, they just didn't have that burst that, that he had in 2013 when he was among maybe the best receiver in the league, certainly in the top two or three. I mean, he's one of the best Browns players I've seen come through there, most talented Browns players in decades. And that story is a really, really sad story, the way things have gone for Josh. Uh, certainly issues that he's dealt with, a lot of it has been self-inflicted. But again, I cheer for a guy like that. I, I hope he can, I hope that maybe in the right environment, and of course, but of course he was with New England. I mean, what environment is, there's a few environments better than that. But I hope Josh can maybe get an entire season in and maybe maybe he can uh, bounce back and, and have a productive year or two left in his career. Uh, but I don't know, we'll see, hopefully. And again, the other part of it is, is just, he can stay clean enough to keep passing tests and stay in the league. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. Everyone, I feel like, not everyone does, but I think everyone should root for people to, to, to beat their own demons and to, and, to stay, and to stay out of the choice so they can find, you know, good things in their life, Josh Gordon included. Uh, you know, and I think, you know, you talked about the, the Patriots being, being a good place. I think the Seahawks are a good place because Russell Wilson, in my opinion, it's him and Patrick Mahomes who are 1A, 1B as the top quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, and I think that having Russell Wilson along with a, with a young, you know, budding star like DK Metcalf, it may be able to just kind of not force him to have to be a, be a superstar. You're right, because he doesn't have that explosiveness. In 2013, it was him and Antonio Brown neck and neck, and then, you know, you had Julio Jones eventually coming in, the, in there. But um, if he can just kind of settle, settle in there and find, and, find, and find a spot in that offense that works for him, you know, work under Pete Carroll's system, and Pete Carroll's done, done a good job over there in Seattle, I, it would be a great story. I just – I think seeing Josh Gordon succeed, I think, would be a good sign for everyone who's kind of gone through something in the NFL. You know, the Steelers, Steelers fans know Martavis Bryant. I mean, he was he wasn't Josh Gordon, but he was a big time playmaker that was able to break open games for them and then kept getting suspended and then found his way off the team and didn't work out for the Raiders and got suspended there. Yeah, without question. Uh, you know, and it's just again, it's it's one of the problems if, if we're just dealing strictly with marijuana and again i don't think that was the case with josh it was, there was more to it right but but if we're talking strictly about marijuana i'm one of these people that just like i i think the nfl needs to give a little bit more wiggle room to that i mean it's it's one of those things as soon as you fall into the system and as far as you know how many times you could get suspended and and, and that it, it really becomes difficult meanwhile if you pass your first test in the nfl then you really got to screw up and get caught in the offseason because there's just aren't too many times guys get tested, right? I mean, they, they basically know when the test is coming. Mm -hmm. But when you screw up once, then all of a sudden it's unlimited tests. And uh, it's, 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 it's really – you really, I mean, again, it, it, it's up to the individual to, to clean up his act. They, they, I'm not trying to take responsibility away. But I would like to see the NFL try to – try to work with that and, 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 and make that a little bit easier for some of those guys and maybe just uh, change it around a little bit. So, Tom, you have a new story at the top of the site. You've been doing great in-depth pieces, longer reads for our, for our readers and our subscribers at DKPittsburghSports.com to get a, a better sense of a great sports story. What did you work on this week, and what should people get to your, your, your story at the top of the site to see? Well, I think – Pittsburgh 
finds itself in a, uh, in a, in a, in a situation right now where two of its franchises, the Steelers and the Penguins, are kind of in similar situations where they are relying on older superstars to maybe try to get another, another championship run out of both. I think there's a lot of markets that have one of those type of, of, of situations uh, right now. You can look through the country and find teams. We certainly see in football with Green Bay and New Orleans quarterbacks that are, that are older. They're still trying to think that their championship window is open. But I don't think there's too many markets that are doing this in, with two of their teams that are hoping to still win titles. And that's what we have in Pittsburgh. And, and with the Steelers, you have a 38-year-old quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger coming off uh, elbow surgery. And with the Penguins, you have Egeny Malkin, who's 34, and Sidney Crosby, 33, who have won multiple cups but are coming off two disappointing first-round playoff exits the last two years. And I think there's a, there is a blessing and a curse when, you have, when you're dealing with older superstars. The blessing is you always feel that window is still open. You still think that if you can surround them with the right mix, you can get another title out of them. The curse is championship windows can shut violently like – guillotines and they can come down real quick and you can end up exhausting a lot of resources future assets uh to try to keep that window open with with the penguins you know they've traded away their first round pick in four of the last five years wow uh, the athletic just recently came out with their annual survey of farm systems and the, and they are 30th out of 31 teams just wow. because they've traded away so many of their young assets in trying to keep this thing going uh, so I, I kind of took a look at that, talked to a lot of uh, some analysts from around the country in different sports and, and seeing what kind of is the best way to go about this. Is it, is it time, to, um, time to maybe start really looking toward the future or do you push the chips to the center of the table, which the Penguins and the Steelers are doing, uh, and go all in? I think most people that I talk to kind of agree that, look, if you have these guys, you, you, you've got to keep going. Uh, but, you know, when you think of last year, what the Steelers did, you know, it's been 53 years since the Steelers traded a first round pick. They just don't do that. Right. And they did that for Mika Fitzpatrick. But they also did that knowing gambling, betting that Ben Roethlisberger was going to come back and kind of be the quarterback that they hope he still can be. So it's, it's kind of a look at both of these franchises at kind of a crossroads right now of trying to just get one more title out of these great players. No, I think it's a great perspective on your part and a great thing to explore, uh, especially because Steelers fans remember what that was like when they tried very hard to keep together the, the Farrier, Harrison, Polamalu, Ike Taylor group that they did. And then, you know, the, the rough, they went, they missed the playoffs for two, for two years. And then they had, they've had to rebuild the defense and only are now starting to see, you know, the remnants of, of, a, of a great defense being put together. So, that's a great, that's a great insightful uh, piece you got there, Tom. I suggest everyone go read it right now as soon as this video is over or this podcast is over, however you're, you're listening or watching. But Tom does a great, great, great work on our site. Tom, great doing Java with you uh, and uh, great doing stuff here. Remember, go check out Get-Go Cafe and Market. They got a lot of great stuff. I'm going to be checking out there today. <laughs>